The following presentation was recorded at the Buddhist Society of Victoria, Malvern East, Australia. Please visit our website at bsv.net.au. So, good evening. I'd like to welcome you here tonight. Um, those of you tuning in online to take part in the, in the Monday Night Meditation session. My name is Ajahn Sadaro, for those of you who don't know. Um, I'm currently residing here at the BSV, the Buddha Loka Center in Malvern East. Um, uh, and obviously we're in the throes of lockdown at the moment, so all programs, at least for the moment, uh, uh, everything's online. So uh, yeah, just, just keep updated on the BSV website and uh, subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, and be able to be able to tell you, you know, exactly what what will be coming up in terms of uh, when we'll be opening up or when we'll be remaining online. So just keep updated with that. Um, yeah, uh, there isn't really any any main announcements tonight. Uh, again, there'll be the Sunday the Sunday morning teaching next week. I believe Bante Sunyo is doing it. Don't quote me on that. I'm just going off the top of my head. <laughs> Either way, there, there will be there will be somebody giving a talk next Sunday morning at a, at around nine or nine thirty. So just uh, check the website for that. Um, so tonight we'll we'll uh, I'll have a for anybody that hasn't actually tuned in before. Usually, what we do is I uh, give some some basic kind of meditation instructions, uh, have a bit of a guided meditation, and then in the last in the last say half an hour or so of the session, we uh, open it up for question and answer. So I uh, encourage you a lot to ask as many questions, type them into the to the to the chat box there, um, and we'll we'll get through them. It's it's nice if you do have questions. Uh, it makes it um, it makes it a little bit more engaging, and we can sort of interact a little bit more. So yeah, it's nice to see uh, so many people and joining in and and practicing together. Although we are in lockdown, it's uh, it's fortunate that we actually can do something like this where we do get together and practice, even though we may not be uh, physically able to get together. So it is quite nice. Um, so with that, we might make a start with the meditation then. So you can just start by finding a comfortable sitting position. The main thing that you want to focus on is just keeping your back straight and your shoulders relaxed and your neck and head uh, pulled up. Doesn't matter if you're sitting on the floor or sitting on a chair. As long as you keep your posture rather straight and upright, this is the main thing. And also, before you start, if you have your phone or anything with you, it's actually a good idea to get rid of it, turn it on to airplane mode and move it a very long way away from you so you don't get tempted to play with it. So you can throw your phone over on the couch or something. 
the reason we do this is because this time that we have to practice meditation, it's very precious to us. We spend the majority of our day subsumed by distractions. And so this is a period that we set aside just for ourselves to work on understanding the mind and not allowing it to be pulled around by the different kinds of inputs that are coming in from the world. So make the determination to use this time wisely and use this time to the best of your ability and to really cherish this opportunity that you do have to practice meditation and practice the Dhamma. You can make the intention just to put any problems or concerns that you have and just put them aside for now. No need to worry about what will happen in the future or any kind of issue that you might have. It will still be there later tonight. It will still be there tomorrow. So just for now, because this opportunity is precious, just put that down for now and make the determination to try to remain in the present as much as possible. You start by paying attention to the feeling of your body sitting here, resting. You can feel the overall weight of it. You can feel how it's balanced in space. Just try to notice all the different sensations of this body just sitting here. And as you observe these sensations, try to make this anchor you in the present that this is exactly what you're doing right now. Simply sitting here, observing sensations come and go.
try to bring your mind in line with your usual object or method of meditation. Be that the breath or a mantra or some kind of visualization. Whatever object that you have found success with in the past and you feel comfortable with. Just try to settle into this object. And instead of trying to hold tight and focus down or push one's attention in any way, Just see if you can hold it gently. Have this object pervade your awareness. As an object that's already there. It doesn't need to be paid special attention to. Just let this object permeate the entirety of your conscious awareness.
again, there's no need to struggle with or force your attention onto your object. There's no need to try to constrain or push or restrict yourself to pay attention to your object of meditation. But just merely be aware of this object from a relaxed and open space. Just like if you were holding a small bird in your hands. You don't want to hold this bird so tightly that you crush it. Nor do you want to open your hands so much that the bird flies away. But you just want to lightly cusp the bird. Just so it doesn't get away and it's safe and it's secure. Bring this same quality of attention to the object that you're focusing on in your meditation.
just try to balance and attune your awareness on your object so that it is the only object in your awareness that it permeates and seeps through every aspect and of your conscious awareness anything in this field that you can be aware of tune yourself so and then your object is the one and only thing Embrace your object in its totality. Let it be the single and solitary thing that you are aware of. Just rest and become absorbed in this object.
You may find that sustaining your awareness on this object eventually leads to your mind becoming very still and maybe the object even drops away naturally all by itself if this does happen there's no need to try to reinvigorate it and start it again just rest in that stillness that spaciousness and that calm rest your attention in that place where your object was I need to move or control it just be with it as it is and if any associated states or frames of mind start to come up joy or rapture or any kind of feeling luminosity or images merely just stay at this point of awareness try not to pay too much attention to them They're just the results from the cause that you've put in of keeping your attention focused on your object.
final few minutes of the meditation. Any conceptions or thoughts that we had about this meditation, thought it was good or bad or calm or restless, just drop all those conceptions. And for the last few minutes, just be in this natural state of awareness right now. This is all there is. There's no need to change it. It can't be any other way. It's just as it is.
When you're ready, you can adjust your posture and open your eyes. And if you do have any questions, you're more than welcome to put them into the live chat there, type them in. Any questions at the moment or? There is, okay, cool. Thank you, Ajahn. Mm. Yes, we have uh, two online questions so far. Yep. I'd like to say we do have people meditating all across Victoria. Okay, good. Uh, Sydney. Nice. Sri Lanka and America. Oh, wow. Okay, well, thank you to the people that are meditating in different time zones. It must be very late or very early for you. I'm not sure. And someone also expresses their thanks for yesterday's Dhamma talk about Vasa. Okay, good. Very good. Hopefully it was informative. The first online question tonight mm. is, uh, Namaste, what profits will the mind gain from meditation and sleep? I guess they're different. So they're, they're, they would gain different kinds of profits or different kinds of benefits from uh, uh, both meditation and sleep. Obviously, uh, the commonalities that maybe the two of them have is that hopefully they should be allowing one to you know, sort of rest and switch off from the, the, the kind of, uh, you know, the overarching cognitive load and uh, yeah, issues and problems that you might have. Um, they enable you to get, they enable you to get some respite from the world. Um, so that's the commonalities between the two, but there are obviously there's some difference there. Obviously, you know, there's sleep. You know, we uh, obviously we we don't exactly know why exactly we sleep. Um, uh, there's no real consensus of exactly why it is that we actually need to sleep and why we need to dream and all these kinds of things. But uh, there's the you get the profit the. the Profit there, or the benefit there of uh, you know uh, resting and rejuvenating, and and you know uh, uh, reinvigorating, reinvigorating your mind. If you obviously you go without sleep, you start to not function very well. Um, you can have all these uh, you know just your headaches and uh, you know, strange hallucinations and all these kinds of things. If you don't get enough sleep, um, uh, you can't think very clearly. All these different kinds of things, but that's uh, that's the the sleep side of it. The the benefits that you get from that, it is more uh, you could say functional. Um, it it helps you function better. But the benefits or the profits from meditation, it's um, uh, as I said, there are some overlaps, but there are some differences there. What you're learning to do when you actually meditate is and what you're trying to do and what you're attempting to do and what you hopefully get out of it is that, that you are learning to you know, understand how your mind reacts and responds to different inputs that it gets in the world. It's Meditation is something that is enabling you to not only to develop calm and to get the rest that you would get from something like rest or sleep, but it's also enabling you 
to develop some kind of wisdom around how how it is that you actually operate and it's hopefully as well allowing you to develop a skill that will allow you to deal with the sort of vicissitudes of all the different kinds of problems and stresses and issues that you actually have in life, not just switching them off like you would in sleep, but actually being able to uh, understand them and understand how they arise and understand how they pass away and to be able to not be pulled around or respond or react to them in any kind of uh, in any kind of uh, you, know, you know negative kind of way, so there's so yeah, there's some commonalities there between sleep and meditation, um, but there are some differences there as well. Thank you, Ajahn. I think one thing that people are interested in in relation to that is um, can meditation to some extent replace sleep? Because there's a similar resting of the mind. Is there mm. an extent to which if you're meditating a lot, you require less sleep? Yeah, yeah. Um, it can it can happen, um, but your meditation needs to be pretty good for that to happen. Um, uh, you know, generally, the more you meditate, overall, maybe the less sleep you may need. But that it's not a hard and fast rule of I okay, I'm doing one hour of meditation today, so I'll only need seven hours of sleep but i'm doing an hour and a half of meditation now so i only need six and a half hours of sleep there's not like a there's not like a one-to-one -one correlation there of uh, the more you meditate the less you sleep um it depends on the actual quality of how good your mind is when you when you do actually meditate and how calm you can make the mind and how still you can make the mind if your mind can get that kinds of those those deep states of concentration and deep states of rest then yeah you 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 probably won't need as much sleep but you're you know you you have to be able to be able to be doing that reliably and doing that pretty regularly um and getting those kinds of stillness and calmness and and really really sort of absorbed states of mind uh, until you can cut down your sleeping levels um so it, it can be done, but it really does depend on the the quality of your meditation. But you know, like give it you know, give it a go. Do you know? There's there's no there's no harm in doing more meditation and seeing if it will you know affect your sleep in a in a in a in a good way. Um, yeah. Thank you, Ajahn. And the second question is from Florida. Mm. Uh, one of two people listening in from America. Mm. Um, thank you for your generous and thoughtful teachings. Mm. Buddha's words on loving kindness, unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways, is actually a mistype there, not yes. frugal, but yep. the, it's unburdened by duties and frugal in their ways. Mm. Is this right view? Um, yeah, it's... it's <sighs> It wouldn't technically be right view as understood in in terms of like the uh, 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 like the 
eightfold path. <laughs> it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be uh, specifically right view in that sense because uh, you know right view in that sense it's it's more about uh, you know understanding the, the 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 inherent delusion in the mind and these kinds of things. Unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways. That's that's more of a mo a modality of being, uh, and a modality of 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 you know like behavior, and a modality of kind of uh, sort of habitual patterns that a person may develop if they develop a meditative lifestyle and develop meta to a to a to a good level. Uh, because that would be more a you're more getting towards a more like a personality disposition of the individual in that this person is somebody that um, because they can gain contentment, inner contentment, they don't need many external um, objects to make them content. So they they can be uh, frugal in their ways because they don't they don't have a strong desire to need any too many external things in the world um they because they're just content with the way things are their their mind is filled with loving kindness their mind is filled with equanimity um and you know unburdened with duties is you know this this is not just a sort of like a a, a cop out of okay you're going to practice some meditation so you don't have to do anything anymore as you you're free of your responsibilities and you're free of your duties. It's you know that, that obviously doesn't work like that. Um, but uh, unburdened by duties, it's that's that's more when you're getting along the lines of you're not doing things overtly frivolously or that that don't have a some kind of decent purpose. You're not just doing an activity just for the sake of doing something or you're not getting involved in some kind of activity or project just for the sake of of doing it um the 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 things that you would be doing are very you know practical and applicable um and they're not you know you know sort of exorbitant vanity projects or anything like that it's you just you you um you have a practical and you know you know very practical outlook on life and and you sort of arrange your life around so you don't have to do too many of these you know like external external you know problematic problematic things so you just keep your life very very simple in the kinds of duties and the responsibilities that you do have so I'm burdened with duties and and frugal in their ways it's it's not exactly right view but it is more a, as I said, a you know, modality of a certain kind of personality disposition that you develop through a practice like meditation. Thank you, Ajahn. Uh, the next question is, um, in fact, the next two questions sort of relate to, to sleep in a way. Yep. Um, but sometimes that I wake up. Night. What's that? <laughs> it's that time of night. That's right. Everyone's <laughs> mind is turning towards sleep. Yeah. Um, for some people in some parts of the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I wake up not feeling particularly kind to anyone. Mm. How do I change that? Yeah, it's that's just normal. I wake up many, many times not feeling particularly kind <laughs> to anyone. <laughs> 
have a have a have a have a have a have a coffee and you'll hopefully feel better <laughs> no but in in all seriousness um yeah it's you know it's it depends on the level of your practice if you're you know you're you know, just like got a regular kind of practice um and you're you 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 you're, you're getting along with it it's not like your mind is going to be in absolutely wholesome state at every instance uh let alone let alone the fact of when you're just you know coming out of a deep slumber um so you just have to accept that some days you you know you wake up on the wrong side of the bed some days you um, you know get up in a mood that's 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 you know not so imbued with kindness for all beings throughout the world it's just you just wake up and you're in a bad mood um but the thing we can we can or that we that we should should be trying to do even though we are in that kind of bad you know that bad mood uh we don't have meta for all beings um that might be the you know the internal emotional emotional state that we're having on the, or the, the internal kind of thoughts that we're actually having at that point in time. But it's just as long as we don't allow this to uh, spill out into our speech and action. So say, for example, you wake up, wake up and you're just sort of grumpy and, um, you know, grumpy and you've got a headache and you don't feel like you've slept enough and you're, you're, you're agitated because you had to wake up, you know. You get up and you walk to the kitchen. You don't take it out on your kids or you don't take it out on your spouse or anything like that. It's just like, okay, I'm I'm grumpy. I just, you just have to sort of deal with it. Um, So additionally, and that's, that's, that's another reason why it's actually good to start your day off doing some meditation. Um, A lot of people, you know, it depends on your, your lifestyle and depends on your, um, the kind of duties and it depends on the kind of schedule that you actually have in the day. But if you can start the day to some extent doing some meditation, even if it is only a few minutes and, um, then that, then that actually sort of, you know, recalibrates, recalibrates you and, and sets you on a good trajectory for the rest of the day. Maybe a lot of people do most of their meditation at night because it's after work and, you know, whatever, kids have gone to bed and all these kinds of things. But if you can find a little bit of time just to do some meditation in the morning, this actually can help with that that kind of, you know, like, uh, you know, like, you know, grumpy, you know, grumpy and grouchy moods that you have in the morning but don't worry like i i get them as well uh, i'm i'm just i'm just lucky sort of nobody's in my in my in my in my field <laughs> field of bumping into me before before i've sort of like you know, sort of like got out of that grumpy mood in the morning after having some multiple coffees so it's it's fine don't worry about it too much yeah. thank you ajan and our last question online is um, if I sleep well, mm. will there be less chances of falling asleep while practicing meditation? Generally, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're well rested, and if you're well rested, then you, you generally you'll have less chances of actually like uh, nodding off. Um, um, so that and you know, that's in in essence it's one of the bigger reasons why most people do fall asleep when they 
when they uh, sit down to meditate is because they're just not getting, they're actually just not getting enough sleep, just not getting enough regular sleep. So when they sit down, they relax, they're not doing anything, they start to get a little bit of uh, relaxation by watching the breath, they just drift off to sleep. So you, it's good to try to get, you know, obviously it's hard and different different schedules and responsibilities and things but it is it's good to actually get enough sleep and this will actually make your practice a lot it will make your practice a lot easier in saying that though there is this aspect where we fall into you know maybe some of the hindrances we fall into uh, uh, lethargy and uh, and so we actually we might actually start to even though we're not tired, we might fall asleep because of the kinds of hindrances that have come up in the mind, this hindrance of lethargy. So um, the mind becomes very dull and you might just sort of drift off to sleep then. And so that's the that's the kind of, uh, uh, you could say, tired, sleepy state that you can, that you can actually uh, deal with through meditation. But if you're not getting enough sleep, physical sleep then that's really hard to deal with through your meditation because you're sort of you know you're fighting your biochemistry and all these kinds of things but the but the lethargy that you might that might arise just through your meditation when you are rested this is something that you can work with you can work with by um you know sitting up straighter you know opening your eyes when you practice or getting up and walking and all these different kinds of things this is something that you that it, it's it, it is easy for you to combat so yeah, i recommend getting enough sleep and it, it should actually make your meditation a lot easier thank you ajan um a similar um, idea that occurred to me was mm. uh, after someone's eaten a big meal yep. they tend to be lethargic because yep. a lot of the body's energy is going to digestion mm -hmm. and um i know I've, I've sometimes struggled a little bit to stay focused if i mm come to a meditation shortly mm. after a large meal. Yep. Is there a sort of a general advice around um, maybe not trying to meditate too much like immediately after a meal mm. to allow for that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome. Welcome to the monk's uh, daily problem. <laughs> we, you know, we are, a lot of us maybe only eat once, so we eat a lot. We eat a lot in one go and it's, 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 it's 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 torturous when you when you you eat once during the day and then all of a sudden you have to come back after the meal and sit there in front of front of a room full of people or something and somebody's giving a talk or you have to give a talk and you're you've 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 eaten you've eaten the same amount that uh, everybody else would in through for over space over three meals of the day and you're you're, you're feeling very tired so um yeah so that's you know it is it is better to like obviously not have a have a big meal and um you know meditate straight after that that's why we have something say for example like the the eight precepts that's one of the reasons that you have the eight precepts is so your body does feel you're only eating maybe between uh dawn and midday so that's dawn and midday is not usually the time most people most people sleep um so most people obviously sleep later at night so if you're 
if you're not eating between you know midday and dawn the next day, you do feel lighter. You do feel um, you don't feel as weighed down. You don't feel as lethargic from eating those big meals. So it's good to it is it is good to uh, do practices like that that can actually aid and assist. Um, but you know, the bottom line is as well as it depends on your schedule. If you have a busy schedule and the only time that you can meditate is like after dinner, look, you just you know you, you do what you got to do. You deal with uh, you deal with what you got to deal with. Um, but yeah, it's I guess, I guess the other you know and another aspect to that as well is one one thing we're sort of taught to do um, as monks. Um, if, because we're usually just eating one bigger meal in the day, and you know, the the you know, after you finish the meal, it doesn't matter what time it is really, whether it's eight o'clock in the morning or whether it's eleven thirty or twelve o'clock. It's like the thing you want to do after it is have a nap. So um, we're taught as monks to once we've had the meal and we've you know cleaned up and packed up and uh, you know done what we needed to do after it, instead of just going straight to sleep. Um, we're encouraged to actually walk meditation for most of the for most of the morning after we after we have the meal or or you know or whatever straight after lunch when we have the meal we're encouraged to do a lot of walking meditation just to you know one it sort of helps you a little bit more with your digestion and it's in a way it sort of stops that or it helps with that lethargy that you get from those bigger meals. So yeah, walking walking can be very good after it if you have the if you have the time and if you have the space. Um, yeah, if you obviously if you're eating dinner with everybody at night and you know it's it's you know, whatever it's not really maybe it's not really convenient to go for a walk after that. But you know if you if you if you can it is it is good to walk after a big meal and it does help you with the lethargy around your meditation. Thank you very much, Ajahn. That was the last question. Very good. Good timing. Good timing. So with that, we might uh, call it a night. I'd like to thank everybody that tuned in and 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 practiced together with us. It's again, it's very nice as there's just uh, Langdon and myself here tonight. Usually, usually there's a room full of people meditating, so it is nice to know that there, you know, are people you know out there doing this with us at the same time. And I. I wish you all the best in your practice um, and I hope that you can you know, take some of these lessons, take some of these guided meditations and develop more calm and insight in the mind. So with that, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. And all the best.